Welcome to the Night Echo Podcast, a show bringing you haunting tales from all over the internet and our very own strange reality. Join me, your host, Louise Knight, as we delve into a variety of myths, urban legends, ghost stories, and true crime. Stay tuned. Hello again, listeners. Hope you're all doing well. Thank you for bearing with me as I took a week off and pushed the podcast back. It was actually my birthday last week, and I really just wanted to play a lot of video games and not a whole lot else. Now, with that out of my system, this episode will take a look into old Irish folklore in honor of St. Patrick's Day which at the time this episode is out would have been yesterday. So I hope you all had a good, safe, fun time. Now let's get started. Before doing more research into Irish or Celtic folklore, I always knew I wanted to include the three stories I'm about to share. After a deeper look into it, I learned that these three were the same. All the stories I will be sharing fall under the same thing. Fairies. And not the stereotypical fairy we can think of, with wings and sparkly dust that live out in the forest, although those exist as well. In Celtic folklore, fairies are spiritual beings that possess magic powers. They can be depicted from a small, dwarf-like creature to a beautiful, mystical, winged woman. They are said to be kind to humans, often leading those lost out in the forest or healing those who become injured in their journey. However, they could also become mean-spirited and are known to be mischievous in nature. It was even said that humans and fairies may get married to each other, with some female fairies being deadly to their human lovers. Humans transported to fairyland cannot return if they happen to eat or drink while they're there. The depictions of fairies vary vastly between regions with many different features. So today, let's take a look into a few Irish fairy tales. What is one of the first things that come to mind when you think of Irish legends? And no, I'm not talking about Conor McGregor. Our first legend of fairies is the well-known leprechauns. You know the story. Follow the end of the rainbow and you'll be rewarded with a pot of gold by a small man in a hat and leather apron. Cool, right? Well, it was said that the only way for a leprechaun to reveal his treasure is if you threaten him with intense violence. And if you're able to keep your eye on him as for them not to vanish. Remember the whole fairies have magic powers thing? So due to this, they were extremely hard to capture and trap. Now, as interesting as it is to learn that a leprechaun is a form of fairy, our next tales, I think, are even more haunting. In many parts of the world, it's tradition to show deep pain and mourning at the funeral of a loved one. In Ireland, it was common to hire a keening woman, or a woman paid to cry, wail, and clap at a funeral and burial. 
They were seen as guides for mourners and were thought to be a link between the living and the dead. Are you hearing the disembodied wails of a woman and you're not at a funeral? Well, you soon may be, as you've just encountered the Banshee, or the Woman of the Fairies. A Banshee would at times appear as a small, frail, old woman, or a skinny, young woman with long, white hair. Her tale warns that those who hear her mournful wailing or sorrowful singing at night would experience the death of a family member. These deaths could be in the near future or happening as the cries were heard. These warnings were said to primarily be given to noble families of pure Irish descent, most commonly those with names beginning with O, Mac, or Mick. Some families were even said to have their own banshees specific to them. I guess sort of like a, a guardian banshee? They were seen as protectors of family and their land, being very loyal to them all through death. Keening women, as I've mentioned before, were professionals. They were only something a wealthier family could afford, correlating it with the banshees protecting families of nobility. These women, though called fairies, were also a ghost. Ranging from the spirit of a murdered woman or a mother who died in childbirth. Some tales suggest the existence of evil banshees. These banshees derive pleasure from taking a life and wails at their victims to the point that the person commits suicide or goes insane. Many years ago in Ireland, being a disbeliever of the banshee was said to be blasphemous. One of the most famous sightings of a banshee in Ireland is that of Lady Fanshaws in 1642. Along with her husband, Sir Richard, Lady Fanshawe stayed with Lady Honora O'Brien in her castle in County Clare. She stayed in a room dozens of feet from the ground, which overlooked a lake. One night, she was awakened by a high-pitched scream and saw the apparition of a girl at the window. The spirit had red hair and pale skin. The spirit eventually vanished, leaving the frightened Lady Fanshawe to wonder what she just saw. The next morning, she was told about the death of a relative who had been hiding an illness from her. According to legend, the spirit she saw was that of a peasant woman. She was the wife of a previous owner of the castle. The unfortunate lady was murdered by her husband, who drowned her in the lake. Our last and final fairy tale is that of a sinister being whose appearance is a hell of a lot more terrifying than the previous two. The Dullahan, aka the Headless Horseman or Horsewoman, appears on a black horse, carrying its often dead and rotting head under its arm. All the while, a demonic grin can be seen across its decapitated head, with its eyes moving back and forth, back and forth. The Dullahan dons all black clothing, black riding boots, and a long black cloak. It carries a whip made of a human spine. 
Some legends report the Dullahan with a lone black horse, while other legends mention it having six black horses pulling what is called a death carriage. This carriage would be made of human remains, coffins, and tombstones. They can be seen walking around the dead of night, only stopping to call out the name of those whose soul it plans to take. They do not, however, take lightly to those who watch them as they go about their business. Those who are caught watching the rider would have blood thrown into their eyes as a mark of their impending death, or would even have their eyes slashed out with the whip made of human spines. There's no real use trying to run behind locked doors and gates as, again, fairies with magic powers, remember? This means any and every locked door, gate, or lock opens automatically for the Dullahan. One way to defeat it was said to be with gold, as even one single drop was said to scare them away. Which, if that is the case, I am totally screwed. One of the more famous Dullahans is from the American tale The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Or, for my anime fans out there, you'll probably remember Salty from Durarara. I'd like to end today's episode with an article I found online, which I will link in the show notes for the 15 most interesting St. Patrick's Day facts. Number one. St. Patrick's Day is an Irish national holiday, with banks, stores, and businesses closing for the day. Number two, the first St. Patrick's Day celebration in the United States was held in Boston in 1737. Number three, shamrocks are the national flower and emblem of Ireland. Number four, the color of St. Patrick's Day was originally blue. Number five, beer is one of the most widely consumed beverages on St. Patrick's Day. Number six, legend says that each leaf of the clover has a meaning. Hope, faith, love, and luck. Number seven, in 1962, it marked the first time Chicago dyed the river green for St. Patrick's Day. Number eight. Guinness is one of the most popular drinks on St. Patrick's Day. Number nine, shamrock shakes are also very popular. Number 10, there are 34.7 million U.S. residents with Irish ancestry. This number is more than seven times the population of Ireland itself. Number 11, the real St. Patrick wasn't even Irish. He was born in Britain around 390 AD to an aristocratic Christian family. Number 12. The odds of finding a four-leaf clover are about 1 in 10,000. Number 13. The world's shortest St. Patrick's Day parade is held in an Irish village. It lasts only 100 yards between the village's two pubs. Number 14. To celebrate St. Patrick's Day, Chicago dyes their river green for a few hours. Number 15. St. Patrick never actually got canonized by a pope, which means his saintly status is somewhat questionable. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. I myself am actually part Irish, unfortunately not enough to have my own banshee. But it was still pretty cool learning a bit more about a heritage I'm not too familiar with. Next episode, I'll be sharing a listener suggestion, my very first one, and funnily enough, it was a case I had just finished rewatching for maybe the 40 billionth time. Felt like the universe said, all right, girl, you got to do this one. Which leads me to my next topic. Please share your suggestions with me, or even cooler, send in your own personal stories. I'm sure someone out there listening to this has had something weird, unexplainable, or mysterious happen to them. And I want to hear from you. I mean, even anonymously. One last thing before we end this episode, I've also recently created a blog for the show where I post videos, references, and other interesting show notes, and even a place for you to submit your story. So please check it out. The link is going to be in the show notes, and it is also linked on the Instagram page. And if you haven't followed that, make sure you do that as well. Thank you, and take care. I'd like to thank you for joining me on this episode. If you like what you heard, it would really mean a lot if you could rate, comment, and share. This show is available on Spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Have a story or suggestion you'd like to share? Send me an email at night.echopodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at night.echopodcast. Tune in every other Thursday for a new episode of the Night Echo Podcast.